from GP Brand to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is GP3. What's up, Ran? You tell me, man. Another day of, of, of just nonsense, man. That's all I can say. Hey, man, the good thing is it's round 84. and uh, 84, man. Can you believe that? 8-4. It's amazing. What you got for 84, man? I don't have anything for 84, man. You know, I'm just happy to be around for 84, man. <laughs> no. But you know what I got for 84? The, the year. Tell me. The year 84 was the year of Purple Rain. It was the That's uh, right. The release of Purple Purple uh, Rain back in 1984. And right. of, of course, it was, uh, I think it was the debut of Sade. Sade debuted um, her uh, her first album, um, you know, in uh, the single Hang On To Your Love came out in 84. Was that, so. was that Diamond Life? Uh, yeah, the very first album, Diamond Life, yeah. The single came out yeah. that year, um, Hang On To Your Love. When um, Wow. Yeah, man. So 84 was a, was a great year. It was a great year. Hey, dude, uh, you, I'm going to let you roll with the uh, GP3 uh, explanation okay. man, for all the new folks. No problem. Let them know. Okay, GP3, this is really for our new listeners out there. Uh, it stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us uh, are from the Grove Park community, and we're graduates of Grove Park Elementary School in Atlanta, Georgia, the 30318, one of the most diverse zip codes here in Atlanta. Yeah. My name is Rand. I grew up on uh, South Elizabeth Place. We have a member, a member of Merita Tut. Uh, He grew up on Charlotte Place, right down the street from the Hosley Temple, if you guys are familiar with that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, And you, you, T? I was on North Avenue, man. Uh, You know, the the skippingest road in in the ATL. Uh, North Avenue, man, double sides, where you had the community side, the hood side, and, and of course, I guess you call it the commercial side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for our listeners who are not from here, you know, North Avenue is the home of Coca-Cola and right across the street is Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yep. Hey, man, any shouts? You got any shout outs? I got several today, man. You know, um, you know, uh, last week we didn't talk about it, but, you know, Winnie Mandela passed. Oh, yeah. And um, and they had our funeral this week. Over 40,000 people attended the funeral. Wow. Wow. And um, got a couple birthday shout outs. I mean, unfortunately, these individuals are deceased, but, you know, just want to recognize them. One is A. Philip Randolph. Today would have been his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold Washington. I had a chance to meet uh, Harold Washington when he ran for mayor. Wow. Uh, what was that? What 90. was that like? What was that like, man? He was a very nice guy, man. Very yeah. humble guy. Very. Um, I was very fortunate. My roommate in college, uh, mom worked for uh, Ebony Johnson Johnson publication. Wow, very and, cool. And uh, Harold Washington was there. Like he lived like two doors down from, so he mm-hmm. was like a family friend. And so I was visiting, and uh, and I met him, and very nice guy. He would have been ninety six to, today. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what I hear, Bessie's, too? You know what I hear, that? man? That um, people in Chicago, when he passed away, uh, there was like all these conspiracies, man, that he was taken out by, uh, you know, the other side, um, by folks who didn't like him. I mean, it's because, you know, blacks in Chicago loved him so much. Um, and so when he died, man, it was uh, there were a lot of conspiracies floating around. Not that, to say it was true, but. You know, he was he was very beloved by the African African American community in Chicago. Yeah. Well, you know, he was um, very much like Maynard Jackson, but probably was more in your face than Maynard Jackson was. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. basically, he was really a champion uh, in terms of, of of true inclusion for the city of Chicago. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Which was tough. also born on this day, uh, Bessie Smith. Wow. Was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. A lot of I know a lot of uh, younger listeners don't know who the hell Bessie Smith was, but she was the uh, in blue. She was like the Aretha Franklin or the Beyonce or whatever. I mean, she really was the woman in blues. But you know what? They uh-huh. might know because Queen Latifah uh, played her in the uh, biopic where, you know, you had um, Queen Latifah was Bessie and uh, what Monique was uh, Ma Rainey. In, mm-hmm. in HBO's um, uh, Bessie, which was really, did it, well, I think it won uh, an Emmy, uh, but but it's still in rotation on 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 HBO, and and I'm sure if anybody has Directv or any kind of cable plan, and you've got um, uh, the uh, what does it call it, the uh, DVR or either on demand, man, go check it out because she really, I mean, that's why you know I think you'd mention how diverse Queen Latifah is as an actress. Man, she did a hell of a job in that movie. And uh, it's just a great movie. Good movie. Yeah. And also on this day, brother, um, SNCC was formed at Shaw University in 1960. And what's significant about that for the, for the young listeners out there, SNCC was uh, the, the, the civil rights version of Black Lives Matter. Mm, These yeah. were some yes, young college kids who went to Shaw University uh, in North Carolina and said, we're going to do something. Wow. You know, so that's amazing. And also today uh, in our nation's history, on this day in 1947, Jackie Robinson broke the color color line today. Wow. Significant day, man. Yeah. And last I got is I want to give a congratulations to sisters Nina Simone and Rosetta Tharp for being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, And you know what? You know what the great thing is, man? You know, Nina's music is coming back strong. Among oh, yeah. millennial, uh, you know, young young women, young black women. Yeah, um, yeah. And Rosetta Tharp, if you don't know anything about her, this sister was like uh, the, uh, the the female Chuck Berry yes. uh, or Lightning Hopkins. And, <laughs> yes. uh, and, and, and her and this white woman, I forgot her name, her name was Wanda. Mm-hmm. They were like literally the pioneers of women when it came to rock and roll. They could, they could compete with a man head on. Uh, in terms of playing the guitar and, and, and rocking the house. Yep, absolutely, man. Awesome, good stuff, man. You just dropping knowledge, dude. We ain't even got started. <laughs> you you, <laughs> you edging the folks. Go ahead, go ahead, Ram. Go ahead. You got any more, man? Oh, Atlanta, Atlanta show. I saw it last night. Which one? It made uh, the last one. What, what, uh, is is that the one? What was the name of that episode? Because uh, I um, this was about uh, oh, Champagne Poppy. Ah, okay, Champagne Poppy. Yeah. I can care if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out because it makes a resounding statement, in my opinion, about stunting on social media. <laughs> it's just an it's just an illusion. Just and, an illusion. and it won't solve anyone's issues. Yeah. You, you need to, I mean, literally. I mean, I give Donald Glover uh, 
he's done a phenomenal job this year of really allowing each character to develop and evolve. So you learn more about them. It's not more, it's not about Donald's what he earned it last year. It's about each individual's characters. Now this was really about Van and her friends mm-hmm. and uh, check it out. If you haven't seen it, I thought it made a, a serious statement. Yeah, I agree, man. And, and, and kudos just in general, man, again, you mentioned, and I, I finally got, I'm glad you mentioned it. Cause I, I got caught up. I finally got caught up on the DVR and I had a chance to see the Teddy, <laughs> the Teddy episode. That was Creepy as hell, but very, I mean, that's, that's really, I, I saw the barbershop epi- episode I was behind on, the Teddy in the big mansion. Remember that? I hope, um, I hope LeVar Ball saw it. <laughs> which one? The uh, LeVar Teddy. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? The one where the guy's sitting in the house? Uh, the, when yeah, he that's, Teddy. The, that's Teddy. That's Teddy. And that was actually Donald Glover playing wow. Teddy. Wow. And then um, the, the champagne poppy. So uh, really, man, um, I get more excited about, the potential of that show each season. Uh, really just great, right? His brother, what, Stephen uh, Glover? Is, right, yeah. Is, is doing, as you mentioned before, a lot of the writing. So kudos and shout out to to the Atlanta squad, man, the Atlanta team. That, not, not the Hawks, though, but <laughs> the show, not the Hawks. But uh, I digress. I digress. You got anything else, man? No, nah, man. Cool, bro. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, man, I got to shout out um, Billy Sparks, man. He, um, of course, y'all, I, I'd mentioned Billy was going to be on the You Need to Know podcast. I uh, had a chance to talk to him, man. And one thing uh, I, I had forgotten about was how much time he had actually spent with Richard Pryor. Uh, he talks about, you know, his, uh, you know, interaction with Richard and how how great a talent Richard was, the stuff he learned from Prince. And, and you know, I forgot, man, that... Um, he had also worked with Maurice White in Earth, Wind, and Fire because those guys actually introduced him to Prince, uh, the management. They had the same management. So it was just, it's a good episode, man, 20 minutes or so. It ain't going to take your whole day. Go check it out. It's at the uh, castropolis.net website. Go check it out and you know, tell me what you think. We appreciate it. Can I, can I say something, man? Because I heard it, man. I yeah. listened to it. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah, I, I encourage the listeners to listen to it, particularly if you are really interested in, in not only the music business, but also how the music business has evolved, because Billy dropped some serious nuggets. And I mean, one of the biggest nuggets he dropped to me was about if Prince was a new artist today, uh, how, because of the industry, they would not they would not appreciate him yep. the way we appreciate him now, yep. because now it's, it's not about being different. It's about being the same. Yep, he did. He definitely mentioned that, and you know, Billy. Uh, Billy was dropping it. Billy uh, definitely. Uh, he he holds no punches. <laughs> you know, he definitely does not. Uh, also, man, shout out to Team and Tume. Um, uh, they they are still doing their thing, and uh, you know, thanks to uh, M Tume for the opportunity on You Need to Know. And also, man, I want to mention something. Hey, I, I heard that one too, man. That was a good one too, man. I, I wanna... <laughs> Damn, well, thank you, bro. <laughs> Catching up, man. Again, yeah. Uh, you've done a great job in these last, I think, three, three shows. Yeah, yeah. About about taking as 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 uh, Booker T. Washington style always say he wanted to take the veil of ignorance off the slave. And I think <laughs> I think um, in this uh, in those three episodes, man, you really uh, are, are taking the veil off uh, for people to understand the music industry from 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 three different people. You're talking about. Uh, Mr. Knowles, who managed an artist, who developed an artist to become a worldwide brand, to Billy Sparks, who worked with 
phenomenal Mount Rushmore talent in terms of the promotion. And then James and Toomey, a phenomenal composer uh, who talks about the creative process and the business side of it. I mean, you know, after I listened to that, man, I went and pulled out my uh, my CD. That's right. Yes. I said CD <laughs> of, of Natalie's from Entumi. Yeah. Wow. And I heard, um, I heard you know, um, uh, what's her name? Mary J. Blige singing some Shaka Khan. Yes. Um, you know, and some other t- tunes. So yeah. those, those are some great shows, man. That was a great series you put on right there. Well, the, here's the thing about it. Um, and, and even from, from any industry, we have elders, man. And, and a lot of, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the African-American elders who can actually sh- uh, uh, give knowledge uh, get discarded, man, or, or they uh, don't necessarily have the avenue uh, to share. And, and whenever I can get these guys to do things like this, uh, I'll do it because I, I think the information, uh, I don't just do it living in the past and reminiscing. Uh, it's about a lot of the information they give is relevant today. And, and these guys are still connected. They still know what's going on today. So it's, it's, uh, it's all about really, you know, each one teach one. So cool. Glad you, glad you enjoyed it. And one more thing, man, I'm, I'm going to mention, uh, you got an Alexa, right? Yeah, they have several a, of them. They have a new feature called Broadcast. I don't know if you figured it out yet, but you can actually say, and I'm not going to say it because I got one sitting right next to me, but the name Broadcast, and you can, it's like an intercom. You can make an announcement throughout your house, or you can, you know, it, it's an amazing, well, the reason I like it so much is if you got multiple rooms, you got multiple people in the house, you can say, uh, you know, the name broadcast and it'll ask you, what do you want to say? What do you want to broadcast? And then you say whatever you want to say, and it will go on all the other Alexas throughout the house. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, you know me, man, I'm a geek. So, all right, you ready to roll, man? Let's get this party started. Let's get it started, bro. I'm going to start off with Syria, man, because, um, we, you know, we tape on Sunday and of course, as everything happens, this went down on Friday. Um, you know, 45 said, um, the, uh, attack or, or guess the initiative thing that's going on with Syria. Uh, the purpose is um, to establish a, a strong deterrent against the production spread and use of chemical weapons. And and what we did along with allies, uh, we launched 100 missiles on Syria. And I guess that they call it a one-time shot, uh, according to the Pentagon. Um, but what are your thoughts, Rand? you know, on, on this whole Syria attack? Well, I mean, you know, uh, first of all, um, this is, if this was the attack that should have been done months ago, Yeah. no, as opposed to hitting an airstrip where there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I view this as this is an opportunity uh, for 45 in terms of deflection. Mm-hmm. He wants something big. He wants a catastrophe to happen to like what Bush went through with nine 11 mm-hmm. to rally the nation around him. And also too, with this airstrike, yeah, this is a nice way of saying, guess what? We ain't leaving Syria, y'all. And, and you know, you know the odd thing about this, Rand, is just within a week, he said they're getting out at his rally. Right, right. But we, we're not getting out. Wow. We, we, we're not getting out. Don't, don't, don't believe that. Yeah. We, 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 have, we have started something right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not getting out. And, you know, this is, again, I, I think this is a coordinated effort. He's looking for something because the heat is, heat is catching up on him, man, on this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's just going to be interesting how he and Putin and how this is going to play out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Russia, uh, 
According to the Russian, the ambassador said it was a pre-designed scenario. And that's what's being implemented. Um, Again, we are threatened. We warned that such actions will not be left without consequences. Uh, Insulting the president of Russia is unacceptable and inadmissible. The U.S., the possessor of the biggest arsenal of chemical weapons, has no moral right to blame other countries. And and I want to... Yeah, go ahead, man. No, what's interesting is Russia in the past has been very thuggish. Yeah. They are now using diplomat they're using diplomacy on us, making us look like the thugs. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, well, they, the- they had their uh, they went before the uh, United Nations and right. requ- requested that 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 the United Nations nations condemn uh, the action uh, against, uh, you know, condemn U.S., uh, U.K. and, and Paris and, and France. And uh, the U.N. said no, they were they were within their right to do so. So, you know. Denied. But, you know, when Obama did these attacks, um, Fox and the far right were calling them impeachable offenses. Yeah. Well, you know, we know how that goes. Yep. So, okay. I will watch it, man. Um, I, I, you know, I agree with your points, man. Good points. Uh, You know, especially about the deflection. And we'll get into that. Some of the reasons why he's deflecting when we get into as the White House turns, because there's so much going on. You know, I'll just say that for later, (laughs) you know. Um, let's see. Zuckerberg, man, did you watch any of the uh, testimony? I saw some of it, man. And it it was one of those things. I just got to say, um, in terms of the media and stuff, we got to stop treating these, these, these white boys in Silicon Valley, like they're juveniles, like the, like they are first time weed offenders, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, I mean, literally, I mean, these are grown ass men making grown ass adult decisions and we're treating them like, this is boys would be boys, mm. you know, mm. and, um, and, you know, this is, you know, this is the, you know, this is the internet. This is Silicon Valley. You know, we got to work things out now. This you're making grown ass decisions. And at the same time, we as consumers need to understand yeah. when we sign up for these organizations like Facebook, we are giving them permission to, to pimp our shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we yeah. really are. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of points, um, you know, everybody wants to, you know, what came out of it, a couple of points that came out of it, um, the general consensus from uh, the folks who were asking questions in, in Congress, um, you know, everybody wants to regulate. Uh, they want some type of regulation, but no one knows what it needs to look like. That's the problem. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, a lot of folks, the observation was he remained cool under fire. But I think you make the point that there really wasn't a whole lot of fire under him. They, the questions could have been tougher. Um, he did remind everybody that uh, Facebook is responsible for what they post, uh, what what you post, what you and I will post. They, you know, they're responsible for the content. Um, the lawmakers don't truly understand how it works. And, and what man, I mean, say that again, man, say that again. <laughs> what's that? Which one? <laughs> say that, say oh, that statement again. The lawmakers, lawmakers don't understand how Facebook works. They don't. And the, the, the key thing, and, and I'm going to say this from just from an industry standpoint. Okay. These guys got to monetize. And for so many years in the beginning, they didn't monetize Twitter, a lot of these uh, social media uh, platforms don't really don't make a lot of money, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, profit. And the only way they can make profit is through advertising and using information. But but let me let me say this, Rand, and, and I, I mentioned this to somebody what I think is going to happen. 
well, first of all, let me make let me make this statement based on what I just said. These guys don't understand because when you look at Congress, we got a bigger problem. You know what that is? It's an old white man. Yes. Man. The average person in the Senate is over 60. Good the average Lord. person the, in the Congress is over 55. Dude, the first guy who talked to him was 88, 84? I think it was Orrin. Was it Orrin Hatch? No, it wasn't Orrin. I forgot uh, his name, but Orrin, is, Orrin Hatch is over 80. So a lot of these folks don't really understand it because they're not even among the group who would understand it. They, they, they might use it for their grandkids, but they really aren't users. They aren't, they don't implement anything. So they, they don't understand. But, but the other thing is, man, I think what's going to happen with Facebook, um, and this is just a a shot in the dark, but based on what I'm hearing, based on what I saw, um, I think they're going to offer the current service. They're going to tighten it up a bit. But I think one of the things that he kept alluding to, he kept kind of, how, being a bit evasive about was they're going to offer a premium service. That's what's coming next. So if you don't like ads, if you don't want ads, you're going to have to pay. And, 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 you know, that's the next thing. It's going to be Facebook premium because they, they, right. they can't, they can't put, they can't do Facebook without using your information for advertising. They, that's just not a bad, that's not a, that's not going to sustain. You got, they got to make money. Well, I, I kind of view it um, in terms of the regulation and the monopoly thing. It's I keep thinking about what happened in the 80s with the, with the breakup of uh, the bail network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they try something like that with Facebook, saying you guys are too big, forcing Facebook to uh, maybe divest itself of a certain business product that they have. But you know, you uh, know what the problem is with that, Rand? What's that? They don't know what to call Facebook. They don't know what it is. If you, right. you remember, like Lindsey, because Lindsey Lindsey Graham was asking him, and even uh, maybe Orrin Hatch and a few other people were asked. They were asking the question, "Well, what are you? Are you a publisher? Are you uh, a broadcaster? What are you?" <laughs> they don't know what they don't know what it is. So yeah. if you don't I know think, what it is, how can you break think, it up? When you yeah. really look at these guys, uh, I think they do two things. First and foremost, they are a they are they are a distributor. They are okay. a distribution. Whatever content you have, they are a distributor of it, yeah. and they yeah. and they edit it. They 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 practice some form of edit editorializing or editing the comment. But they they what they primarily do is is distribute your content. Yeah, they screen it to some extent. Yeah, right. They, they That's they where the editorial portion comes in. But really, they they are a distributor. They are a media channel. Mm. Well, you know that's why. He wouldn't answer direct because, you know, if if he says, well, we are in that broadcast arena, then they're going to have to fall under a certain regulation. And that's why right now, if you define what it is, you know, that's how they're going to define how to regulate it. They want him to say it. He's not going to say it. Yeah, they want him to say media. Yeah. Then all of a sudden FCC guys pop up. Um, (laughs) if, If they had any smarts about themselves. Um, they would have had some younger congressmen, but that's that's an anomaly right there. You find someone under 50 years old in the Congress. Yeah. Um, there are some guys in their 40s, but some of them are so right wing. I, I would not put them in front of the devil. Because um, you could tell you could tell that the interns wrote the questions, man. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the thing is, the interns, it's like the interns, they had to the, dumb the questions the down for these guys. <laughs> yes, the aides wrote the questions because they're reading the questions. They were reading the questions. It's, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah. But they were dumbed down. 
Yeah. So the guy could understand the question he was asking. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, I'm gonna move on. Starbucks, Starbucks in Philly, man. The guys got yeah, arrested I for I don't know about this. Waiting while uh-huh. black. Did you see this? No. Tell me about it. All right. Uh, Philadelphia police, uh, they're in the process of investigating this. But there were two brothers. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the, the guys happened to be in the real estate industry. Uh, they had been waiting in a Starbucks. They were waiting. You know how you and I will show up at a Starbucks and we wait for a third party for a meeting to do a meeting? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people use, uh, you know, these locations, especially if you're in a let's say you're you're mobile and a lot of realtors are mobile people. So they need a, a meeting point. Most people say, yeah, meet me at Starbucks, okay? So these guys were at the Starbucks, and they just happened to be waiting, and they hadn't ordered. So what do you call them, the barista there? Um, yeah. Call the police on them. And the 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 great, I guess if anything comes out of this, two things. Um, this lady, Melissa DePino, and I hope I'm saying her name right, uh, white female, She's the one who videotaped it, and she's the one who posted it on Twitter as an outrage. She said the police were called because those because these men hadn't ordered anything, just because they hadn't ordered any in a Starbucks, which is really a that's the meeting point. Uh, they were waiting for a friend to show up, who did. It was another. It was a white guy who showed up, and even the white guy on the video was questioning, "What are you doing?" And these guys were being handcuffed. Um, and and the other thing about this that's really telling is the brothers were very cooperative, very cool, businesslike. They stood up. They didn't yell. They didn't. It was just. And and the 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 whole thing about this that kind of gives hope for humanity, Rand, is that the white people were more outraged than the black folks. My question Even is, on what Twitter, is Howard, what's Howard Schultz going to do? Oh, with with Starbucks, he's the CEO. Yeah, he they they did a post. They they tweeted out a post, and uh, you can go on their Twitter account. And they've been, I guess, if anything, somewhat proactive in terms of denouncing the act, uh, the 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 move by the local. Well, the I want to say the store itself. Uh, they didn't call out the individual who called the police, but it was a uh, white female barista who called. Uh, but but if you go to Twitter, man, you can just see really a lot of folks who were there and even people were outraged by the fact that this was being done. So, so my question is, who's pressing the charges? Is it Starbucks or is it the white female barista? Hadn't heard anything yet about any charges. But, because that that determines how this thing goes. Who's pressing the charges? Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's a buzz on social media right now, man. Um you know, police again. And even when it came down, these guys were in 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 jail uh, in Philadelphia right up until they were released around one thirty because the D.A. said they, they don't have any reason. And, you know, they have no uh, no reason to further charge them or, you know, it, there's no case. What were the cops black or white? A mix. Yeah. One, maybe one. If you see the video, I think there was maybe one um, one black and, and a few white cops. But they were, you know, really, the cops were just doing what they were called to do. You, you understand what I'm saying? These guys showed up because they were called. And and you and I, I've, I don't know if you've ever been through that, but you know how you'll go on, and, and you and I have had meetings before, but we tend to order. But we'll go in early and wait, and you say, well, I'm waiting on someone, and people will show up late. 
But that's, that doesn't give somebody, um, you know, a, a reason to call the cops on me, you know? Right. It, that doesn't give anyone reason to call the cops. I definitely I agree with that a thousand percent. At the same time, so I think the cops should be able to exercise common sense. Put them in handcuffs? I mean, the, I mean, I mean, literally, the cops should have been. There. I mean, one of the things as a, as a policeman, you're supposed to assess the situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to uh, for them to say we're doing what we're supposed to do. To me, that's bullshit, because you guys constantly de-escalate situations come to white folks. <laughs> you're right. But again, I mean, you, you know, you it, have no problems about you have no problems about de-escalating that. Well, you know, a lot of uh, activists, uh, Angela Rye has posted it on her social media and she's asking for, you know, more action to be taken by Starbucks, fire the barista um, and, and, you know, press charges, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, a lot of it, it's really come to the forefront in terms of and, you know, you and I know this all. I mean, I mean, I ain't surprised. I'm not surprised by it because, you know, it, it it's amazing, um, you know, people judging a book by its cover. You know, we go out and, and we can go out in sweats. We can go out, uh, you know, not necessarily in our professional attire, uh, you know, sometimes maybe looking a little bit scruffy. But that doesn't mean that you need to harass us. And and even one of the white guys said it doesn't matter if he was a homeless guy who had just walked in and sat down. You know, you don't know his background. You don't know what's going on. You didn't have a right to arrest him. And that was the whole thing. That, it doesn't matter if he was a, if he was that's a painter. True. If he, it doesn't matter uh, that these guys were real estate brokers, that they were professionals. What matters is that's his right. His right was to go in and, you know, I, I don't even think it had gotten to a point where it was, you know, it's not like somebody staying in all day. You know what I mean? That if you got somebody who's there at six in the morning and it's like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, then maybe you have a right to walk over and ask, hey, why are you here? What, what are you waiting on? But they just call the police. So in the news, man, move on. Lots of stuff happening, man, on the light side. Um, and uh, I got to congratulate, man. And I know your household is buzzing over there uh, about Beyonce, uh, first woman of color to, hi- to headline Coachella. Um, and uh, of course, I got the text at three in the morning from Millennial um, about uh, the performance because it was on YouTube. But uh, it was it was hellacious, man. Uh, they did the Destiny Ch- Destiny's Child reunion, HBC, almost HBCU tribute. Uh, they had the band, the step teams, the majorettes. They sang uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing, man, at Coachella. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> so Malcolm X quotes, uh, you know, it was nice and melanated, brother. Um, you would have been proud. You, did you see it? Did you check it out? Did your folks check it out at all? My folks checked it out. I mean, they 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 forced me to watch a highlight. Of it, so, yeah. <laughs> they forced. Come on, man. Get with the I program. mean, I, I could, you know, I'm I'm not, yeah. you know, that's their thing, man. I I just, yeah, whatever. Man. I mean, but shout know, out I'm to her, man. First woman of color to headline Coachella. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a feat. Uh, Maxine Waters, uh, Oprah was there. Uh, hell, Tom Cruise was in the audience. I mean, it was star studded. So it was probably one of the biggest Coachellas in a while. Mm-hmm even though that's big on its own. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, basically they're the only people can afford to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, people in the damn town can't even go to Coachella. It's so damn expensive. So, yep. you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mariah Carey, man, came out uh, to People magazine and and just indicated she's been struggling with bipolar. I mean, she was actually uh, diagnosed back in 2001 and uh, really a big outpouring, man, from all. That's what Nick left, man. So what? <laughs> That's why Nick left, dog. Why? Why? Why's that? Why? Nick Cannon, man. He oh. had to get out of there. <laughs> that Nick. <laughs> yeah. Nick got out, man. Nick got I mean, out, you know, man. I mean, I'm, it's, you know, that's yeah. um, 
it's very courageous for her to to come out like that, and I hope it leads to other people coming out so they can seek uh, help. It's a tough. It's some, tough. That's it's, some serious stuff, man. It is. It is very serious. And um, she thanked her uh, IG followers for uh, you know all the inspiration and uplifting. So, and, and you know what, man? Just as you and and we were hailing and 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 uh, giving kudos to the quad, BET cancels it. Um, they canceled it after two seasons. The audience had been down, and it was down. I think as of the cancellation, about thirty percent. And uh, there are a lot of changes going on at Viacom right now. Uh, a lot of executive shakeups. As a matter of fact, Les Moonves, um, there's some uh, rumors about him leaving. But but the quad is out. Do you, what do you, what's your thought on that, man? Because I know. Well, I mean, the, the, the quad kind of had a love hate relationship with HBCUs because yeah. Yeah. Uh, it depicted, you know, the president of HBCU uh, being a freak. Um, yeah. And some other stuff too, man. And uh, and then of course you had the white characters on the show, um, you know. So it, it it has some issues, man, as it, as it relates to the HBCU community. Yeah, the yeah. way it was being depicted. Yeah. Um, but it had it brought up a lot of relevant issues, and you know the main one that I saw was the fact is that um, uh, how many of the state HBCUs are being absorbed by the parent. Uh, state system, the white state, the PWI system. Mm -hmm. And it's going to really, we really got to watch out because many of our HBCUs will no longer exist. They will be absorbed and be a part of, uh, of the state university. The names will change. The campuses will go through a a change, a radical shift. Cause what they're really doing is they're, they're slowly strangling these, these, these schools by their funding so they can get what they really want. Yeah. That's the real estate. That's the real estate. Yeah. Um, also, on in, in other BET news, they are developing a Don Cornelius uh, biopic. Uh, and it, it's going to explore his life and, and, of course, the development of Soul Train. Uh, it's a 10-episode drama. It's called American Soul, and it's based on personal trials, professional successes of the uh, young and ambitious uh, wow, Don Cornelius and and his son Tony Cornelius is one of the executive producers. But one of the That's things, great, and man. I'm not sure if you you remember this, but you know he was married. He was married at one point uh, to a white white woman, and he his last wife was Russian. Yeah. One he committed suicide over. She yeah. was Russian. Well, they were in a battle. Like he he died. Whoever the ex wife was hating her, and um. She wound up taking basically all the money. I think she got about three hundred thousand dollars of of what was left of his estate. So it's going to be an interesting story. I'm wondering how they're going to include that in the story. Uh, it's going to be ten episodes on BET, and I'll keep we'll keep you guys posted on on when it airs. Can't wait to see that, man. Yeah, uh, Spike Lee's back. Uh, he's got a new movie called Black Klansman, and uh, it's at Cannes right now. They're screening it, uh, but it opens nationwide August 10th. And it is a story about a black undercover Klansman. How do you do that? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, man, I, um, I, I read the story about this guy, man, and it's uh, it's interesting. It's about Ron Stallworth. It's interesting, man. Very and, interesting. you know, the guy, um, Denzel Washington's son is going to play him. He's going to play Ron Stallworth. And. And I had forgotten that that was Denzel's son. Do you ever watch Ballers on HBO? Yeah, yeah. I saw. The, I actually saw the kid play football when he was at Morehouse. Yeah, John is good, man. He he has a bright acting 
career ahead of him. He's good in ballers. He's one of the he's one of the best characters. Um, but Jordan Peele is team, teaming up with Spike on this. And as you mentioned, it's based on Ron Stallworth. Uh, he responded to a Klan's ad, a recruitment ad in 1978, Colorado Springs. And, you know, he wound up running the Klan in Colorado Springs. How you do that? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I just want to watch it to see how he did it. How you do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's undercover yeah, I, I, brother for real. <laughs> that is yeah, like, yeah. for real, for real. Uh, Gabrielle Union's got a new series, man, from the Bad Boys spinoff, Bad Boys Two in two thousand three. Uh, her and Jessica Alba. Uh, she's gonna be. You remember? In, if you saw Bad Boys Two, she played Martin's sister. But NBC's got that pilot coming up. Um, Chloe and and I'm just gonna read it. Chloe and Tristan Thompson had a baby, and I'm gonna let that float. If you want to say anything, Rand, feel free. Uh, Killer Mike apologized to Joy Reid this morning, man, on AM Joy. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but it was sincere, heartfelt. So, uh, you know, hugs, kumbaya, so on and so forth. So any thoughts about that? Homeboy had to do it, man. He saw his money. He saw his money drying up. Yeah, well. He had he had to do it, man. And at the same time, people start calling him out. Well, he he had know? mentioned that he's been having, he's he's had death threats to the point where he's had to have uh, security with him. But, um, you know, he felt it was the right thing to do because he had called her out also about uh, she'd taken a picture with uh, her hair and makeup person. And she said H&M. And, and he called her out as a hypocrite for using H and M clothing. And she said, no, 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 no. She called him back and said she clapped back and said, look, you know, this ain't about H&M clothing. I mean, hair and makeup. This is my hair and makeup person. So, um, you know, he came on to apologize after they had gotten into that little quote unquote <laughs> Twitter struggle. <laughs> kind of stupid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know. All right, man, we're going to get into some White House, bro. Um, Paul Ryan stepping down. What are your thoughts? I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> man, you know, this is it's a typical white boy move, man. He's throwing his family under the bus because he knows that um, he <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. He never wanted the job. He was overmatched in the job. Mm -hmm. He's a policy wonk. Yeah. And I think the American public wanted him to be something that he really wasn't. But the sad thing about it, here's a guy who talked about being an American, but yet he did not live up to the ideas of being an American. Mm -hmm. He was going to probably win his election. It's just going to be a tough election. Yeah. Unfortunately, he would, he was going to probably lose his speaker of the house. Even if the Republican maintained majority, mm -hmm. he was going to lose his speaker of the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he got the hell out of there, man. Cause he, and a he and um, Rance Priebus, and uh, there was another cat um, out of the Virginia area. They were they were like the young guns. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and all of them, one by one, man, they've been knocked off, man. So, you know, you know, hey, dude, if you want to be with your be with your family, I get that. But that's not the reason, man. You know, stop using them as, as a shield. Yeah. And, and really, uh, uh, most people have indicated and it's been the general consensus. He's been one of the worst speakers in history. Uh, nothing really has developed, um, you know, regardless of whether or not he wanted it. Uh, he just shouldn't shouldn't have, have ever uh, decided to take it. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, it does. I'm glad you mentioned the philosophy, the fact that a lot of these guys are, you know, they're really all, you know, all talk. You know, a lot of these philosophies and a lot of this uh, standing on the Constitution 
uh, you know, they don't really mean what they say. You know, so so candidly, um, you know, no no loss. He's retiring. Good luck to him, and you know, we'll move on. Uh, Michael Cohen, man, rated. Uh, he's been under investigation for several months, and a lot of people are indicating that this might be bigger than the Mueller investigation because they've got tapes as well. What are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, based on what I've read, is that Trump was more concerned about this cat mm-hmm. than the Mueller investigation. Yep. And um, I don't think Trump really understands these two lanes. They're separate lanes right now, but they will merge. Mm-hmm. The New York, uh, the New York, is it the uh, the New York uh, judges have this in their jurisdiction? They're the right. ones that are handling. He can, this. yeah, he can fire Mueller all he all he wants to, mm-hmm. but this case still stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, this is, you know, you know, they say it's karma's a bitch, man. This stuff comes back to haunt you, man. And then the fact is that they got information that he went to Prague. Uh, uh, really, this is like collusion. Yeah. Um, this is some serious stuff, man. But at the same time, Trump is Trump did send a message mm-hmm. by uh, partnering Scooter Libby mm-hmm. and Manafort. He's sending a message to these guys. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Uh, but partnering Scooter Libby, uh, what Trump doesn't understand you have now uh, put a wedge between you and the intelligence community mm-hmm. because school, school, Scooter Libby put uh, agents, uh, operatives' lives in jeopardy. Yeah, and those people are not gonna are not gonna take this lightly. No, I mean these. I mean it's almost like Trump thinks about the moment at that particular point in time. I don't think he's thinking about what are the moves three or four months from now. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I and agree. he's acting like a guy who's guilty as hell. I mean, every- <laughs> but you know, you know what this is looking like to me, man. This is almost like the Untouchables, dude. This is like Elliot Ness versus Capone. I mean, there, there's just you know, and even you know, we'll talk about the Comey book. You know, Comey mentions that that this has that kind of undertone. Um, so it's it's going to be real interesting, man, because Mueller and and the way they're treating this, they're treating this with that kind of depth. And and to the point where, you know, Capone was never really convicted on what they were going after him for. They were, he was convicted on tax evasion. You right. know, they didn't get him on everything else that they wanted to get him on. They got him on tax evasion. And uh, yeah. that's where this is headed. I mean, it's not and, about and, the, the higher level stuff. It's about the things that they can get you on. So, yeah, go and, ahead. And, and Mueller's the wrong guy to mess with if they're treating this like a mob thing. Yes. Here's a guy who's taking the mob out and he has a dream team of lawyers. They know how to deal with this stuff. Oh, man. And um, and I don't think Trump really understands that Mueller probably has some triggers in the event he is fired. Somebody's going to pull the button. <laughs> yes. They're going to they're going to pull the, the red, the, you know, pull the red um, uh, fire, fire, um, fire alarm button. And that's, and that's, that's why I don't understand. Effect. That's why I don't understand, Rand. It's like. Why are you telegraphing the fact that you're going to do it? Because all you're doing is giving them time to set up that little trap door. You know what I mean? That's right. You're putting the trick. They're putting the triggers in place. And, and you know, the fact is that now because of Cohen's uh, raid, Trump is not going to be cooperative. And what Trump doesn't understand, he can be subpoenaed. Yeah. You know, wow. <laughs> he could be subpoenaed. He They don't have to ask. They can subpoena you, and then the trap will be if you claim the fifth on criminal activity, you as the president of the United States claiming the fifth on criminal activity? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, Comey's new book is coming out. Uh, we tape on Sunday, so this is the actual Sunday that the interview is going to happen tonight at 10 o'clock on ABC. Uh, you know, 45's been dragging him on Twitter about this. Um, speaking of Twitter, uh, John Brennan, did you see his Twitter post? Now, who's John Brennan, man? I, I, former, I, he's right. the one who retired as the uh, CIA director, uh, was, was under... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He called the administration, he went back to like the 17th century, he called it a cacistocracy, which means it's an inept administration. It's a term from the 17th century. <laughs> so he he's he's the one when um, when actually 45 shot the initial shot at Comey and the new the new book, the interview, Brennan shot back. And and Brennan is, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, man, he he does not hold back. Um, do you think China blinked on this whole tariff battle, by the way, this week? Um, I think China's in it for the long haul. Yeah. If, if you do business with the people in Chinese in China, uh, they don't think short term. OK. OK. And you have to understand their economy is not really based off our economy. We mm. owe them trillions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they can remember their people do not utilize a lot of our stuff because they don't have the money over there. No, nor can they. It, right, right, right. So it's it ain't it, a democracy. Gonna, <laughs> right, right. So quote um, yeah. yeah. So again, the the Chinese premier is like uh, Michael Corleone. He's always the quietest guy in the room. <laughs> he's listening. He's mm. observing. Yes. He he's he's he knows the issues at a much more in-depth level than our surface-level president, who's all about um, grabbing his crotch and making a decision. He's about the optics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. Our, so, our guy, 45, is about the optics, what it looks like. Right. So yeah. I kind of view this like, if this was a game, Yeah. this might have been, if this was a basketball game, this could have been one possession of the game. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, Trump is thinking about the individual possession. Yeah. This guy's thinking about the second, the third, and fourth quarter. How, you, how he's trying to set him up. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, congrats to um, uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. Uh, she's the first sitting congresswoman to give birth while in office. And she's 50. You know, wow. at, at 50. Wow. I hope. I hope the baby is healthy. That's all I got to say. When you when you well, wait that yeah. long in life to have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, particularly if you conceive it. Uh, it's. It, you know, there's a lot of health concerns. Oh, that, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, they, they tell you up front, man, with, with Down syndrome and so on and so forth. But the technology is amazing. And and just kudos to her and congrats, man, to make yeah, it. Yeah. Congratulations to her family. Yeah. Because because you're right. I mean, it, it's 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 a tough decision at that point in life. So kudos. Hey, man, um, there was an article this week. And I just want to mention this for our, our podcast followers, because people need to be aware of it. Um, are you and, and you've done some real estate stuff? You're you're you're, you're in that industry. Um, have you heard about the rent to own contracts that are out there? This whole oh, yeah. predatory lending. Well, and and I'll have the article posted on our uh, on our page on the uh, podcast page on SoundCloud, so you guys can go there. Plus, where, wherever you follow us, you can get it on the this this episode's um, page. But um, they talked to some Atlanta residents about issues. And it, it's really sad, man, because these guys enter into a contract for deed 
and uh, the buyer purchases the agreement for the deed rather than actually buying the deed itself. And, and according to The Atlantic uh, in this article, uh, the tenant has to fulfill all these conditions like perfectly. And, and it includes like timely payments over decades, uh, paying for home repairs, general maintenance on the home, paying taxes, insurance, all that. And if they miss one payment and they violate that agreement, they can be evicted and all the equity gets thrown away. It's, it's amazing, man. Uh, you know, basically like rent to own houses, man. And, and um, any thoughts on that, man? I, I thought, you know, well, people well, really need to be aware. In a lease, yeah. in a lease the leasee or the tenant does not pay for repairs nope. or maintenance. Nope. They don't pay taxes. They don't pay on the insurance. Nope. Now, your lease payment should be structured in such that those items are covered. Mm-hmm. But you as a tenant should never, never pay that stuff. Yeah. If you pay that stuff, uh, I got a bridge to sell you in Colorado. Yes. Um, yeah. That is, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Also, too, the Atlantic has a website. Um, I know you're familiar with It's called City Lab. Mm-hmm. And City Lab has done a phenomenal series on housing across the country. And wow. one of the things that they did was there are over 2.3 million evictions a year mm-hmm. across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these individuals are primarily poor people and people of color who enter into agreements like these, yeah. um, who get impacted. This is, this is phenomenal. And also to own city lab, it will tell you about how the government is the reason why we have such fair housing issues today. Yeah. You know, mm. but yeah, this is, this is, I mean, I used to work at a rent to own place that, that sold, you know, appliances and that type of stuff. Yeah. I used to see how we would gouge these individuals. It's horrible. It's, it's horrible. It's unconscionable, unconscionable, man. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like going to the payday lenders. Yeah. Like paying $5,000 for a microwave, you know, it, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, um, you know, but these situations, man, people need to be aware um, so I'll post it and, and, you know, there may be some po- folks who even listen to the podcast who might be in these, but, um, you know, uh, be careful about what you sign, know what you're signing, know what kind of agreements. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the way, man, the Flint water, the free water is coming to an end. I don't know if you heard about this, but, uh, Michigan governor Rick Snyder, um, said that the city's water has tested below the federal action level for lead and copper. So, um, they're shutting it off. They're, you know, now the mayor doesn't agree that the free bottle of water should stop. And, and many residents don't agree either. Uh, they've been complaining that the water still stinks and it burns in the shower. Um, but according to the New York times, uh, 6,000 of, uh, 6,000 of Flint's, uh, lead or galvanized steel pipes have been replaced, but there's still 12,000 more to go. You know, so they're not really finished. And according to the uh, World Health Organization, there is no known safe level of lead exposure. So, you know, there really is no bar in terms of what's safe in terms of the, you know, your lead exposure. You know, right. so so the, the, the problem with Michigan is Michigan is a poor state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've lost so much when you, when you talk about the industries that have left. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the Renaissance and Detroit and that type of stuff. But that, that that's that's small potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. I wouldn't trust anything that governor says or his administration would say. Yeah. Uh, this this is about saving money. Yeah. 
at, at, the, at the expense of black folks. And, and quite honest, this, this guy's probably saying, you know what, these Negroes ain't going to vote for me anyway, so why the hell should I keep this shit up? Yeah. Well, I, I hope that uh, there's a contingency of uh, a national effort to, to help, you know, collect bottled water and get it to Flint. And, and if we hear anything about that, we'll make sure we, we include that in the podcast. Okay? Because I think they've got a couple of months before it ends. Okay? Rand, what you got, man? Anything? Well, you know, uh, one just two things. One is um, on Tuesday, teens from Miami's Liberty City Northwestern Senior High marched on campus to a housing complex where four young people were shot. Mm. And guess what? What's that? It was rarely reported. Mm. Black students marched against gun violence, mm. but you likely didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you if you know anything about, I lived in Florida, Miami Northwestern is a athletic powerhouse. A lot of the players that uh, you see at the University of Florida, Florida State and Miami Mm -hmm. are graduates of that program. Okay. And uh, it's in Liberty City, Uncle Luke's backyard. Mm -hmm. A lot of great athletes, but like many communities, it is a poor community and there's violence. And again, these students went out, did a march, Unlike the Parkland one, where we had every news media organization in the world mm. down there. Yeah. Again, our kids, our communities are being marginalized uh, because we are the wrong pigment, the wrong skin. Yeah. Wow. You know, and the same thing I've said, you know, Spike Lee wrote that, did that great movie, mm-hmm. uh, Chirac, which yeah. sent a statement, same thing. Mm-hmm. In our communities, it might as well be Aleppo, it might as well be Syria, whatever, but you ain't doing nothing about it. I was watching the, uh, what was that, uh, Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Doughboy, made a, uh, Doughboy made a statement about his brother Ricky. He says, like, oh, damn. Mm. Every day somebody in his neighborhood is getting shot, but no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Either they don't know or they don't show. Right. The famous line. Right. Yeah. That's right. And then this whole, my second thing is, the president, number 45, and these judicial nominees, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's getting from the pages of the National Enquirer. He has one guy who was out there chasing paranormal shit, <laughs> ghost chasing. Oh, my God. Okay. But more importantly is mm. they're making a, mor- a mockery of the judicial process. The, the people we have supposed to be confirming these guys are not asking the right questions. Yeah. And then you got that crazy ass woman who sat there and says, I'm not going to give you my opinion on Brown versus board of education. Mm. Mm. Okay. You want to say, wow, this is not Roe versus Wade, which can be a very uh, political issue based upon religious belief. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is you're not going to go down the path of answering that question because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. So what that says is to me is that you don't want, you don't believe that black and brown and white kids should go to school together. Oh, they should be in contact with each other. Mm. Okay. And what's scary is that he's had 87 people nominated so far, 92% white, five Asian, one black and one Latino. Mm. And guess what? This is going to be his legacy, man. Yeah. But you know what? Does it surprise you, Rand? No, it doesn't. What surprises me is that, how this is going unnoticed and we're focusing on the circus because these judges are lifetime appointments Mm -hmm. are going to change your life for decades. Decades. 
yes. decades, more so than these four-term, four-year, two-year politicians. It's about what happens under the radar that will ultimately affect us long-term. And that's what's happening. Right. Yeah. Because here's my point, and I, and I, I agree with you on that. Uh, when, when I think a lot of people look at, um, or I think people frame the frustration with 45 based on him being president. And candidly, I don't. I mean, I, I've never really, I've never agreed with him. I've never, I wasn't a fan of The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Uh, I go back to the days of um, the uh, Central Park Five, you know. Um, that was the initial uh, turnoff for me. And I've never really seen anything else that was positive. So, you know, I, I his, his and, and then you talk about the Obama uh issue with the birth certificate, the birther movement. And, and that's, and, and that's why, you know, don't marginalize how we feel or whether or not we accept him because we have reasons not to. And I think that's what, you know, people need to understand when they, they're very critical of our, our, our critique of, of, of this, of this president. And, and it's really not about that. It, it, it's about stuff like this, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, Man, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, candidly, that's the kind of stuff we need to we need to make sure that we bring to light. That's the kind of stuff that needs to be on cable news. But but you know it doesn't it doesn't sell newspapers. Well, newspapers, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't get clicks and and it doesn't get viewers. It doesn't get eyes and ears. But it's it's good stuff. You got anything else? No, man. You know, I, I was trying to, I was trying to stay positive this year, man. But this, but you know, <laughs> this guy. I mean, when I yeah. when I see when I see incompetence, just like what you mentioned about what the Brennan said, yeah. uh, whatever that term Cac- is, cacistocracy. Stock- yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it is magnified at, at such a high level. But again, I keep remembering what somebody told me. They said you have to understand this guy ran a family ran business mm-hmm. that was. So dysfunctional, yeah. That it really wasn't a successful business. It was just very dysfunctional. And now what you're seeing, you're getting a glimpse of the Trump organization. That's what you're getting a glimpse of right now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, uh, I just want to, I want some feedback, man, from folks who listen to the podcast. Uh, I'll be brief. Um, and and I know the majority of the folks who listen to our podcast are African American. But even if you're not, I'd love your feedback on. What's your ratchet quotient? Like, what's your ratchet, your ratchetness quotient, Reg, um, uh, Rand? Do you have one? It's like that level. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I have one, man. I you mean, know, you know, I hate it's, to it's, it's it that point get... of it's that point of overload. It's like the balance between watching stuff that's positive, helpful, and then just watching the ratchetness. You know, because I I, I ask. Uh, about that, just you know, when I take a look at the shows that get kept and and canceled, and the ones that get carried on, I'm just wondering what's your ratchet, your your ratchetness quote. <laughs> Go ahead. It's interesting you mention that because uh, my daughter Kendall B um, is um, has been doing some work in the movies and stuff, mm-hmm. and so she had to go to a studio mm-hmm. recently to get her um, her um, headshot. Okay. And a headshot for actors. Okay. It's different than a headshot that we, you and I would get. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of headshot. Right. And so she was talking to the photographer, and this photographer has photographed people like Idris Elvis, um, um, uh, Kanye. I mean, 
a lot of celebrities, Trace Ellis, Ross, I mean, a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And then she has a group of real housewives, okay, reality stars. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her. I said, do you like doing those pictures? She says, no, mm. I don't. And she says, I refuse to do them now. Mm. She says, there's a level of ratchetness that accompanies them that I don't want my brand to be associated with. Wow. And she says, I don't put those pictures on my website. Mm. Interesting. Well, I I, want to know people's what's your, you know, and and, and y'all can frame it however you want. You can email us at gp3rtt at gmail.com. I just love your feedback on what's your rash, your ratchetness quotient, you know, Um, you know, what's the point of overload? Do you think we've reached it? Uh, Or do you can you think we need more or or less? I'm just curious. Uh, GP3. RTT at gmail.com. Go to castropolis.net. Uh, all of our podcasts are there, and, and uh, you'll hear more uh, from our illustrious voice from the UK uh, after we wrap up the podcast. But, Rand, thank you, man, so much this week uh, for doing your thing. Uh, you know, um, we, uh, hey, man, we, we, we definitely appreciate the folks who, who, who continue to follow us, man, and, and reach out and, and give us great feedback, and even following us on 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 the uh instagram uh thank you kudos we appreciate it and we need subscribers now make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast you can do it on multiple multiple platforms we've got uh the uh soundcloud we've got itunes uh we're 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 on spreaker but but i'm probably not gonna keep that long term but uh, uh google play tune in we're there so you can check us out just about everywhere you can pick up a, a podcast. That's right, man. Yeah. You know, back in the day when I used to go to a newsstand and the guy used to say, hey, partner, this ain't no library now. You need to buy something. Okay? <laughs> quit listening. Now, 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 I want our no, listeners don't quit to listening, but subscribe. I want our listeners. <laughs> you, you, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Reading I know. Comic I know, books, man. Though. I know. And uh, I want our listeners to understand, this is not a newsstand that you have to pay. This is free. It's free. Just subscribe. We, 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 that's right. We, it's Follow. A, 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 a free subscription. <laughs> We're not asking you guys to pay five bucks a month or $5 an episode, anything like that. Yeah. You know, hey. We ain't, sell, we ain't is, doing the Facebook. We ain't selling your info. <laughs> no. We ain't selling our info. Hell, we don't even know what our info is. <laughs> the time. We don't. If you subscribe, I, I promise you. Yeah. The hour that you spend listening to us. You're gonna you're gonna walk away with something. You either gonna you'll get Rand's eight by ten headshot. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You either gonna agree with us, yeah. or you're gonna disagree with us, and yeah. you, and you know what? And you're gonna want to listen to some more. I yeah. promise you that. And you're gonna want to say you want to gonna want to share this with somebody. You're gonna say, look, I was with these two crazy guys, and guess what they say? Yeah, yeah. Preach, brother. Preach. I <laughs> Rand. As always, man, it's always a great time with you, bro. I appreciate you. And uh, with that, uh, 84 is in the can, and we out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.